0: Welcome to KRNL Talks. This is Angie. I'm Deuce. And we are hosting the fashion episodes, and this is the very first one.
1: And shout out to our sponsor, Pops Resale and Vintage.
0: Thank you for all of the support that you have for KRNL Talks.
1: And now let's get into it. So me and Angie are new to the KRNL Talks, and this is our first time doing the podcast together. So we're going to kind of get into breaking each other down, kind of interviewing each other, getting to know each other better and letting the you guys as the audience hear a little bit about us and know who you're listening to.
0: Yeah, so Deuce, just say a little bit about your year. I know we said it in the trailer, but a little bit more about, I know that you're a transfer, so maybe go into that.
1: Yes, yeah, so I am currently a junior slash kind of a senior at UK. I am in the merchandise, apparel, and textile um, major. I'm doing fashion merchandising out of that. I plan to get a minor in digital design. I transferred from Transylvania University just down the road. I went there for two years, played basketball there. I kind of went to college not knowing what I wanted to do exactly, so those two years were kind of just me getting my feet wet, figuring out what I want to do, and once I figured that out, I was like, ah, I got to transfer. So, yeah, that's kind of what the last two years to three years have been like. Last year, first year, at UK getting adjusted to everything. Pretty good year. I can um, say it was a little different because COVID was just kind of ending up. But we were still going through all the protocols and everything, mask and everything. I know you can probably say that was a weird year?
0: Definitely. Um, I am a senior. So my freshman year here got cut off like by COVID. And then um, I'm also in a sorority. So I lived in my house when all the COVID restrictions were really high. So I definitely understand the weird transition from the past year.
1: So tell me a little bit more about you, Angie.
0: Well, like I said, I'm a senior. Um, I'm from Louisville. Uh, I know a lot of people who go here because of high school and just the city in general. And I am a dual degree in psychology international studies with a criminology minor. And I kind of had the opposite of you where I came into college thinking I knew what I wanted to do, which was psychology. I wanted to do psychiatry, do pre-med, everything, and then... I second-guessed everything, so I'm still in psych, but I am kind of at a middle point of I don't know where I want to go with all of that, so then I added criminology, international studies, and now I have too many
1: options, so... Too many options is better than none. True, but I'm very indecisive, so that's the problem. What made you want to go to UK?
0: So, when I was a kid, I always said that I wanted to go out of state because I'm from Kentucky and I wanted more things, but my entire family have been UK fans for like actual decades. Like we're from Louisville. If I own L stuff though, I will be disowned and I'm not kidding about that in any way at all. Um, so UK has just kind of always been on my mind. And when I was looking at applying to colleges, it was the only one in state that I wanted to apply to and did. And the way that it just worked out was that I ended up here. And While that may not have been what I planned originally, I'm really glad that I did because UK is a much bigger and more, like, diverse and cool school than, like, what you think of on paper. So I really like it, and it's also what you make of it, too.
1: I agree with that. And I kind of, my story's kind of weird because I really didn't have any plans of coming here, didn't apply here, didn't think I was going to go to Kentucky. Never been a, I was a Kentucky fan when I was younger, and I got, I had a heartbreak um, when they lost one year, so... I switched up majorly, and I became a Duke fan.
0: Oh, that's really bold of you to say on a Mary. podcast Mary. for UK.
1: Very. Yeah, and my mom, she's a Louisville fan, and her whole side of the family is too. But my mom started working at UK about six or seven years ago. So didn't really plan on coming here, but after those two years, I kind of weighed out all my other options, and then... I just decided, you know what, why not go down the street and try it out? And it's been one of the best decisions that I've made. I've, I feel like I've grown so much here compared to where I was at, just it being a bigger school and you just have so many more options to things that you can get in and different groups that you can get introduced to. It's a lot of um, interactions that are brought at this school. It's kind of wild how many different people go here compared to where I was at, like where I was at was so small, still diverse for like how small it was, but it was just like not big enough for me.
0: Yeah. I go back and forth on if I like how big it is because I'm way more introverted. So sometimes it's a lot, but at the same time, I think it's like, you always have new people in all of your classes, like for the most part, unless you're in a smaller like program, but there's such a big chance of like meeting other people. And that's really helpful for like someone who is as introverted as I am is you need that opportunity. And eventually if it's too small of a school, you can't really get that. Cause also I was in the Catholic schools in Louisville, which is a huge thing. And I was at one of the all girl schools, but a small one where there were only 500 people in my entire high school and my graduating class was like 160 people. So going to a big one was nice because I didn't know every single person in the building
1: (laughs) I can't say that I know what that feels like because my school was pretty big for even the location that we were at. Um, I went to Montgomery County High School and our class was about, we probably had like 200 to 300 just in our class. It was like every year it felt like school got bigger for some reason. The school got bigger and the kids got smaller. If that makes any sense, that's just how my high school felt like it went. It was just like, multiplying every year every year is just so many more people in the school but they did not look like they should be in high school
0: I completely agree with that especially like now as a senior like there are some people that are like freshmen on campus where they definitely don't look like younger or something but I see other people and I feel really old (laughs) and I'm not even 21 so I'm like this is weird now (laughs) because I remember when I was a freshman and I was very obviously a freshman like Um, just in my orientation, I got completely lost and I had to ask a group of seniors how the buses worked like completely. And that was before school even started.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And I bet this is like the same thing that they were saying when they seen us, which is kind of wild just to think about it. Cause you know, um, like she said earlier, she's a senior and I'm pretty much a senior. I've been in, this is my fourth year in college, but just getting my credits together. But yeah, it's kind of. It's wild to see how college changes as you go through it.
0: Yeah, and if any, like, freshmen are listening to this, don't feel bad about getting lost because I lost my car in Cornerstone Garage um, this week. Uh, this is the first <laughs> week of school when we're recording this, and I lost it on the second day of school and was walking around Cornerstone for, like, 20 minutes. So don't feel bad about getting lost.
1: You're not alone. You're not alone. It still happens. I
0: have been on this campus for four years straight and it still happens. I had to ask someone in an office for help yesterday. So
1: yeah, I still don't know all the buildings. It's I'll get on my um, my UK app, look at the navigation, and I'll just try to find where I'm going. But it's like, I'll see some of the building names. And I'm like, I know where that is. I've had a class in it still can't get there. So a little bit more about school. What um, how many classes are you taking right now?
0: I am actually just added another class that it's It's an asynchronous one that doesn't start until October, so technically I'm at 19 credit hours, but um, I'm just taking 16 right now. I am in two psych courses, so one is a controversy on addiction. I'm also doing my, like, advanced lecture, the graduation course for psychology, Um, and then I'm I'm in a few classes about, like, the classical period and, like, ancient Greece, so an interesting mix of classes this year.
1: That sounds very interesting. I've got just around, I want to say 12. Yeah, 12 hours I'm taking five classes right now, but one of them is just until it's um it's for my major, so it's not really a class. It's kind of just like a peer peer review kind of thing. Just going over my um going over my resume and getting that together.
0: We had one of those like classes
1: Um, for psychology
0: it's like an intro to the major itself so it explains all of the different careers that you can have I think we did go over like our resumes but I don't think it was peer-reviewed and then it was just like how can you apply to these labs
1: yeah and then I have um have three MAT classes I have the one that I just told you about and then I also have a managing organizations class I had that today and that's a very interesting class kind of teaching you how to um be a leader. That's kind of like the goal, be a leader and be able to manage. And it's kind of cool how he goes about his class. Cause it's not like he's really just teaching to those that want to go into marketing and business and all that. Like he's teaching to everybody about just being a leader and like the different qualities and everything that you need to be able to like fully do what you're trying to do.
0: Well, okay. With the MAT classes, I do want to ask what's the most, um, like interesting one that you've had Cause I took the dress and culture one for MAT for international studies.
1: And that one was really interesting, but I know that there are other ones. So I'm taking that right now. So I'll, I'll be on the lookout for that to see how that goes. Um, I want to say I'm not even like, I just started this. I, I just started this class brand management, but I think that's going to be like the one that I'm going to like the most. Cause it's like, it's a lot of interactions with everybody else and we're talking about brands. So it's not like we're going to be talking about the same thing each and every class like it's going to always switch and we're going to have on Tuesdays we have students lead the class on Thursdays we have group activities so it's kind of like everybody's ideas are always bouncing off each other
0: oh that's really cool I like I like those like more interactive ones than just lecture classes
1: yeah I feel like you learn more when you actually hear what other people have to say and what they're thinking versus just you're listening to the teacher and you're taking it for what you hear and what you think it means
0: completely agree my like Fun class this semester is an honors class that's specifically about witches, oh. so it's like heavily discussion based. So we talk. Sounds a like lot. a vibe. Yeah, I really like it so far. <laughs> it's very cool. I based my entire schedule around it.
1: Okay, okay, I can't blame you. Another class that I had last year. Just thinking about that question. Um, retail aesthetics. That class was really cool because that was kind of just breaking down like what a store should look like not like exactly what it should look like, but having all these components is what makes a store successful. So I think that was a very interesting and beneficial class for a person like me.
0: So is that like about like specifically like clothing stores or just any kind of retail?
1: Any retail store. Talking about store layout, we, um, we had to make, so instead of having tests, we had different um, projects that we had to do. And like One of the, one of the stores, stores was, I mean, one of the projects was to make an ad, another one to make a store layout. We had to make a, um, for our last one, we got in groups and we had to make a, we had to put everything together. So we had to make a brand, have a store layout, had one of our projects was to make a logo. So it was kind of like the whole year was building up to our final, but our whole final was making a store and making a brand.
0: I, um, I work in retail right now. So like that we have to, like, actively do that right now, but it's with, like, books and, like, the displays for that. But I like the application that you all had to do of like, creating your own store completely because that's a good... Because I know that you said that you want to eventually do that, so I feel like that was probably really,
1: like, good practice. And speaking on work, um, where do you work at? You know, I know, but some of the listeners...
0: Uh, Barnes & Noble in Hamburg. So you can come visit me if
1: you would like. Go get a book or something.
0: We have many of them. Um, I read almost exclusively sci-fi fantasy in both adult and YA. So if you ever need recommendations, I have many of
1: them. Did I see a tweet that said Barnes and Noble has like a discount right now? Yes, actually. This is not meant to be a plug for (laughs) my
0: work. But um, at this exact moment, we're having like a 50% off sale. I don't know if that will continue by the time this comes out.
1: Oh, well, if it is, guys, go get you something. I might go get me something. But um, I also work at a, um, I work at Badass Coffee. I am a shift lead there. I've been working there for about five months now. It's a pretty cool job. I never planned on working there, but I knew some people that worked there, so I tried it, and it was like, ah, this is pretty cool. I never liked coffee before in my life, but I drank it a little bit now.
0: Yeah, I also don't like coffee at all. I also hate teas, but I love coffee shops. Um, My roommate and I go to like every single one. Surprisingly, the only one we haven't been to is yours. Mainly the parking. We didn't know how the parking worked for a while.
1: The parking's horrible. Not our fault. It's the hub.
0: (laughs) Yeah, we have like, I need to like walk there after class one day. I think that'll probably be what I do, but definitely when it's not 90 degrees.
1: That is true because it was very hot today. I was walking back and I stopped in there to get a coffee before I went to our photo shoot and it was like ah
0: yeah, I walk into class today I have I go from Cornerstone to uh, one of the honors buildings so past the library and that uh, it was rough today. Yeah,
1: that's a, that's a walk.
0: <laughs> yes, it is but also not I don't want to take the bus either
1: so maybe I'll take a bird. That is a good way to um, check out campus and figure out where you're going if you kind of want to just, like, know where everything is. Good tip for the freshman. Get on a bird and just explore.
0: Yeah, and another tip, try, if you have a car on campus, I know that it's not as convenient, especially if you're in the dorms and you park at K-Lot, to go and get your car, but try and drive around Lexington as much as possible Um, because once you get, like, the lay of the land of the city, you can find a lot of really cool things. Um, and also on campus, use Google Maps. Um, It shows, like, the actual walking paths that students take, not
1: just the roads. My mind was blown. I typed in a class one day, well, a building, and did not think it would pop up, and took me right there.
0: Yeah, Apple Maps has failed me a few times on finding my more obscure classroom buildings, so Google Maps, absolutely, for any freshman or, like, transfers. Well, to kind of keep going with UK, but, like, kind of go into a different topic... I want to know, like, what, how did you find out about the podcast and, like, what made you want to, like, go into this and specifically for the fashion one?
1: So what brought me to the podcast was I was sitting in class one day and somebody said something about KRNL, and I was like, you know what? That would be a good way to kind of meet some more people that are interested in the same things as me. But that's the great thing I love about, like, the staff is, like, uh, everyone's interested in the same thing but we don't have the same like not the same major and not everybody is like interested in the same hobbies which is kind of great bringing everybody together that kind of has one mutual thing that they like and um they had said something about it and I was like you know what I'm gonna look it up and see um just look at the website and everything and I seen that they were um having openings for positions so I checked it out and I seen the podcast and I've been listening to podcasts for going on like Three years now, it's one of the things that I started off just listening to at work, just to pass time, and now it's just got me, it's started a hobby. I listen to podcasts every day, listen to podcasts on the way here, listen to podcasts to class, it's just like, it's kind of in my routine now. I listen to podcasts more than music sometimes, but I'd seen that and I applied for it and they got back with me the that same week for the interview and I was like, well, you know, it must be, so... Went to the interview and everything went well. And here we are now.
0: Yep, now we're here.
1: Yeah. So how about you? How did you find the podcast?
0: So I've actually been following the um, Like magazine and just the social media for a really long time because I've wanted to do something related to it. I've always liked fashion and creative stuff. Some of my regret is not doing that as my major, so I've wanted to do something related to that for a while. But a lot of the openings have been... Like photographers, which I can't do, and like like writing, which I've done like on my own, but not I'm not confident enough to like have that get published and and like reporting and stuff. So I've always followed it for a really long time, Um, and I knew about the podcast existing, but I actually had um, three classes with Carrington um, this past year, Um, and we became pretty like good friends from that, like having so many classes together, and. With that, um, I saw on her Instagram story the day that they started hiring for um, the podcast positions, and I immediately slid up and I was like, "Hey, so what is like all this about?" And she gave me like the little explanation. She was like, "You definitely should try, like, should interview and like go and try it out." And then I did, and now we're here.
1: Yeah, I um I had seen the Instagram before. I had really like. L- looked into everything but I like never really paid attention because sometimes I'd seen somebody reposted it before and I really never paid attention but like Instagram is very well put together everything that they do is very well put together and it's like one of those things like you really can't ignore it it's like once you see it it's like oh this is like something that I should pay attention to because they know what they're talking about and everybody is like so professional
0: yeah I really love all of the staff picks, like posts that have been coming out recently because it's really cool seeing everyone's individual stuff but my personal favorite is I really love, like, high fashion stuff and, like, fashion and media in general. So I really love all the Instagram stories of, like, which one do you prefer? Of yeah. this?
1: You also said a while back that you're really big on um, fashion and, like, film.
0: Yeah, so that's actually, like, a huge tangent of mine that I can get into for a while. But I can give, like, a little short explanation. Deuce has already heard this. But, like, um, I love the symbolism of like costuming in TV and movies because it's a, it's a silent way of progressing the plot, explaining the characters, the character progression and just the whole stories in general, because you don't always need to just say it directly. Um, And especially in movies and TV visuals are important um, and costuming is a huge part of that. So in terms of like an example of symbolism, and this is my like short example I give for everyone. So I don't go on like an hour tangent about a certain movie, but, um, I am a huge Marvel fan. And with the recent Loki series, I believe the second, se- the second season is coming out soon, but in the Loki series, um, towards the beginning, he loses the big Loki armor with the horns, um, and is then put in like a standard white button up shirt, like office wear, what you would picture, um, and throughout the entire, in- Entire series he kind of is stripped of his identity and that he's trying to relearn who he is after finding out all this crazy information because marvel is very complicated and this loki learns of a lot of things that happened to other loki's because of multiverses and stuff and the very bland like blank um outfit is a very good symbolism and visual representation of him becoming a blank slate. So he's starting to kind of be, learn who he is. But an issue I had with the Loki series was that the Loki that we all know stopped being the main character. And that's shown through his costuming in the TV show because we meet other versions of Loki, specifically one named Sylvie, and she's the one who, ha- who ends up having the iconic Loki armor and the Loki that we know and is supposed to be the main character. He always has the power to get that armor back. He can just immediately put that on and he never does. And I think that that shows that internally he doesn't know who he is anymore. And the focus is now shifting to Sylvie, this new Loki. So I'm curious what will happen with that, but that's how I interpreted a lot of the costuming was that like the Loki that we knew is not the main character anymore. Like, we're now focusing on someone else, and that's shown through how he has a much more blander appearance compared to everyone else. So that's, like, a little short explanation of, like, how, like, um, costuming can be really important to visuals. Um, But I can go
1: on forever about that with different movies. I think that's so neat how, like, fashion can just... I think... I was talking about this the other day with my roommate, and it just like goes off that so well, how fashion is just a lang- it's just a universal language. Like It can really define you and ex- tell everyone around you like how you're feeling right now. It's just a great way to express yourself. And it's like there's not many other things that you can do that really can express yourself to the extent that fashion can.
0: Yeah, I think that that is one of the few good things that came out of like COVID and the court in quarantine where a lot of people were stuck with themselves for a long time and that made them kind of find their identity and be okay with expressing themselves visually how they want to. Cause like when you're in school, especially in high school, it's hard either by like school restrictions or with the people that you're around to feel fully like safe really to like fully dress and like present how you want. So I think that like quarantine really helped with that a lot. Cause I've noticed In the past, like, two years, way more people dressing more out of the box and avant-garde than than people did the first two years that I was on campus. So that's really cool to see.
1: For sure. And it's looking like it's a whole lot more, like, they're comfortable with it. It's not like they're, like, trying to go out the way. It's just, like, it really, like, a lot of these new styles, like, really fit people. And I think that I agree with the COVID. I think a lot of people were at home, and they're on their phones, and they're just – seeing different trends seeing different styles and they're like i like this like why don't i dress like this or i think that i could wear that with this or wear this with that but it's like you do grow up around different groups and different sets of people and it's like i don't want to be that one that puts on this and everybody look at me different but like it's like that's what it's about yeah. it's about being different and wearing what you want to wear and what makes you feel like you're like that person
0: Being like the most authentic you that you can be is the absolute best thing that you can do for other people and also for yourself, especially in college, because that's, you know, this is our like most formative, like part of our life, honestly. Um, And anyone like listening, don't be afraid to experiment. You're never going to find what actually fits you unless you don't. Um, So that's just what I would say, because like when I was a kid, um, back when justice still existed and was not just in, like, Target Mm -hmm. and Walmart. Um, I loved, like, the full outfits that you could get um, that had, like, the skirt and the matching tights that you layered and then also the, like, crop shirt with a tank top underneath. And I wore those, too, like, all the after-school stuff because Catholic school uniforms. Um, Like, I wore those everywhere, but I remember getting, like, made fun of for it, so I just always started, like, wearing, like, leggings and everything. But as I got older, I started Doing more of like the skirts and like layering and stuff and that just felt more like me so don't be afraid to experiment and honestly don't listen to what other people say about your style your style is your own
1: literally if you think you look good then you look good whatever anybody else has to say really doesn't matter at the end of the day because they're not wearing it you are
0: exactly like if you feel confident putting it on in the morning don't let anything else stop you Um, Like, one of my absolute favorite things about being back in person on campus instead of, um, like, online and doing asynchronous stuff is seeing everyone on campus, like, with, like, dyed hair and different makeup and, like, gigantic platform boots that I wish that I could wear, but I would trip in so badly, and I know that. But, like, I, like, almost live vicariously through them, even though I also dress how I want. It's, like, it's just so cool seeing everyone dress in different ways especially like people who wear a ton of streetwear and stuff too compared to someone who dresses completely like punk it's really cool seeing them in the same class
1: yeah it is super cool that's like my class today like 70 people and everybody's just like has their own style we had to go up to the front and um name the last brand that we bought from and there's so many different brands the guy that I was sitting back in the back he has some um Prada shoe, they're Prada sneakers, and I'd never seen them in person, and they look so cool. It's a shiny black leather, like a patent leather.
0: I know exactly what shoes you're talking about, because I love specifically Prada shoes. Like, I follow a lot of, like, really high fashion brands, but Prada shoes are fantastic in every
1: way. And the bottoms of them are just, I've seen, I was on the website earlier, too. I was looking at some of, like, the platforms. They are the
0: plaque platform boots are something I dream about like a lot. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm just hope to afford those at some point in my life.
1: <laughs> yeah. The um the reason that I love the um patent leather ones, they just remind me so much of I grew up loving basketball shoes, played basketball my whole life and Jordans were like my generation growing up, it was like Jordans were cool, but they weren't as cool as like Nike basketball shoes. But there was a few certain Jordans that were like we call them the Grails. They're like certain shoes that you want to have in your collection if you get them you don't want to give them up and one pair of Jordans were really big on patent leather and like that leather on the products it just like reminds me of them so much it's like super cool to see how like I still have like a certain taste for different products but just like how they adapted
0: yeah I yeah I've noticed too that like a lot of my tastes as a kid like are coming back like recently and I don't know I a lot of people I've talked to have said the same thing about, like, not just music and everything, but, like, clothing, too. Like, how I said that I am starting to layer, like, I did with Justice Clothes, just, just a it. lot less neon.
1: <laughs> That's one thing you don't see a lot anymore is, like, bright colors. That's, like...
0: No, but, like, speaking of sneakers, I loved, um, oh, I believe it's Baylor, because... We're a huge UK, like, bas- specifically UK basketball family. Mm-hmm. So we would watch every single one. And earlier when you said that you stopped being a UK fan because of a loss, I'm pretty sure I know exactly which loss you're talking about right now. <laughs> we will not speak of it. <laughs> but I think I know. Um, but I remember seeing, like, Baylor and like, the gigantic, like, all neon yellow, like, um, fits with the neon yellow shoes and I just always loved seeing them like uh, like on the court just because it one it was so distinctive I love distinctive stuff like like so much I think that's really important people don't talk about that enough anymore but yeah I loved seeing the shoes I think I like specifically when I was like eight looked up the pictures of what their shoes looked like because I was like how are they so bright
1: (laughs) yeah them and Oregon are like the two schools that They're like their uniforms when they had their like bright neon ones, they were like so out there. And Oregon even they um did their their court to where they had like their logo in the middle but it was neon. Super cool.
0: Yeah, I think they like recently changed it to yeah. be more of the green instead of the yellow. But I remember how that looked and I liked it better because I also looked at Oregon as a school, so I remember looking up older pictures compared to new ones. Mm-hmm. So I know exactly what court you're talking yeah. about.
1: And like with their jerseys, that's the one thing. I, well, it's so fascinating about Oregon because we're the um, Nike, the owner. It's either the owner or the creator of Nike.
0: Um, I think it's the creator of okay. Nike Went because to Oregon? I. Yeah, I've I watched, like, I've watched a lot of, um, like, tours that different colleges have done of their athletic program. Like, I've watched the, U, the UK one where it went through all of the different, like, football and basketball shows yeah. too. But the Oregon
1: one's crazy.
0: I know, because I think you're right about being the creator. I think that the creator either is from Oregon or went to Oregon, uh-huh. so they get, like, shoes that no one will ever all have. All the
1: player exclusives, all samples, because that's where, like, the headquarters is and everything, so... It's it's so wild. I've watched a lot of sneaker collectors growing up, and they'll have, like, player editions from Oregon that are like, how did you get those because you didn't play there? And it's just, like, it's so wild. Yeah, I wonder how they did get those because that's... Backdooring. That's what it's called in the sneaker community. Oh, okay. Where it's like, you know somebody, <laughs> you know somebody that works there, there's 20 pairs, there's going to be about five or ten that go the other way instead of... Front door, Front door is when someone goes in and buys them. Back door... Your friend might give them to you for $50 more. And that's kind of how sneaker reselling really started, was backdooring.
0: Oh, interesting. That, like, kind of reminds me of, like, not in the same vein, like, any way at all, but how, like, knockoffs of, like, high fashion, like, brands started, especially with, like, Gucci. Um, If anyone wants, like, a good visualization of how brands react to it and also... How it, like, kind of starts up, watch House of Gucci with Lady Gaga, because they touch on the, especially the fake purses for Gucci. They, like, touch on that, and Lady Gaga's character gets very upset, and it's it's a whole scene. But um, how people, like, upsell stuff, even if it's, like, a knockoff, or if it's, like, no matter what, things get upselled, like, a lot. Yeah. In fashion, no matter what. Um, But the startups of how that works is always really interesting to me. So I did not know that.
1: And like going off the Gucci, there's another um, guy from the U.S. that's very famous. His name is Dapper Dan. And he started by um, like he was taking high fashion and just like making his own clothes out of it. They were all bootlegs. And it was in New York. And it was kind of like that was the popular brand at that time. Everybody that was in the streetwear scene was wearing like. I think it was Biggie Smalls. There was a bunch of other, like, famous celebrities that went to Dapper Dan just to get outfits. And it was like, Gucci started taking ideas from, like, the things that he was putting together, and they, like, started seeing it, and they are like, okay, well, everybody's liking this, so we need to start going that way. And they finally got to the point where they, um, they like, acknowledged him later on in his life. But it's kind of cool to see how, like people can look at a brand and even making a bootleg or a knockoff can like spark an idea to the actual company. Like, Hey, we might need to change that because other people like that a little bit more.
0: Yeah. Especially if like, I love upcycling a fashion, no matter if it's um, like handmade, you found it at like um, a secondhand store, or if you literally take like a high fashion, um, like two different high fashion brands and, make a piece out of both of the like logo fabrics um as that's just always so cool because especially if you take um logo like fabrics from all the brands that you like you can basically make like a shirt or something show literally showing other people what your interests are which is always cool
1: that's very cool i um follow a brand on instagram his name name is is, is, it's etai la and he takes Different designer pieces not just like clothing but like just like apparel and everything he's made sweatsuits from Gucci towels he's made bags out of um, like swim trunks and like all these different things he'll just take it and he'll he'll maybe take a piece and completely flip it into something else but it's like so brand heavy that you would think it's coming from the brand but it's not it's coming from him just sourcing different pieces and putting it together
0: Yeah. So that actually reminds me of something that's in one of my niches, like personally, is um, I listen to a lot of K-pop and something that has always fascinated me about it is the visuals of it, specifically fashion. That's something that I really like seeing whenever something new comes out or a new performance is that um, you'll see these like eight hundred dollar like shirts that are from local designers in South Korea or from across the globe. And the stylists of all of these different teams will completely reconstruct them to where you can kind of tell what the piece used to be, but it's completely new. And the best example I have is that um, M Nyan just debuted um, as a soloist and every all of our fans thought that her music video was sponsored by Louis Vuitton because of a specific outfit that she had. And then it was discovered that that outfit does not exist anywhere because the stylists sourced these specific um, like 1992 Louis Vuitton beach towels that they could only find two, um, one of them originally. And then they had a, um, a private seller sell them a second one and then they made an outfit out of those. And that like that ingenuity, no matter where it is, is so fascinating to me and that's Something I really like in that industry is the creativity that comes out of it. Um, But yeah, that, um, if you have the chance, look up that outfit because I cannot believe that that was like handmade and is not something that Louis Vuitton sold because it's literally made out of beach styles from the 90s and Louis Vuitton did not even sponsor any of that.
1: Very, That's very wild. Going off of um, a little more fashion questions, um, what is your favorite brand?
0: I would say that Um, in terms of like higher fashion, my absolute favorite designer ever, um, is Iris Van Herpen. I love, um, out of the box avant-garde, like looks that make you think. And Iris Van Herpen stuff is just so innovative and kind of messes with your mind as you look at it. And if you keep looking at it, you see even more shapes in every single one of her pieces. And I've just truly never seen anything else on a runway the same way as um, like what her stuff looks like. It makes you feel like something that I loved was in the recent Met Gala, um, Iris Van Herpen dressed Dove Cameron. And it wasn't obvious that the dress fit the theme of the Met Gala until you look at um, historical period, the historical period that the, um, the Met Gala theme was based on. Um, which also, I really love historical fashion, so this was a great little thing that I discovered. But the way that the dress was made was that it was a sculpture that imitated the way that the structure of historical dresses of that time period used to be. So it didn't look exactly like it, but the way that Iris Van Herpen decided to use her style was a way to mimic the shape that it would create, but not be a complete replica. So I really love that like ingenuity. What would you say that your favorite brand or just designer or anything is?
1: I would have to say my favorite brand would probably be Bape. I'm really like, I'm a big fan of the creator of Bape. His name's Nego. And um, he's had a bunch of other brands and collaborated with a bunch of other people that it's been like very unique. He started out at a store called Nowhere and um, it was just a kind of like a pop-up store and him and some other designers went there and started their own brands. There's another brand that got really famous off that store, too, called Undercover. They do a lot of jeans and have done a lot of denim work. That's a big thing over in Japan is, like, denim and raw denim. But Bape, um, one of those brands that it's like I just grew up seeing... BAPE so much it was so much in the pop culture and everything that like I was interested in it was like one of those brands that I could never get when I was younger because it was super expensive my parents weren't gonna buy it for me but it was like as time got as, as I grew up and I saved money I was able to get things from there that it's like it feels like I've like accomplished one of my dreams and um going from BAPE he went to Human Made which they had a big um through Bape and Human Made, they've had big sponsorships with other brands, but, like, Human Made has just... They did, like, a whole line with Adidas. And uh, the other creator in... Well, with Bape and Human Made is Pharrell.
0: Oh, yeah. I've definitely seen the Human Made, um, like, recent um, collaboration with Adidas, and I thought that was really cool
1: looking. It's got the hearts and the ducks. Mm-hmm. It's very cool, very, um, very simplistic, and the colors are so... They do a lot of pastel colors, so very, very nice vibe, but big fan of Nego. Like I said earlier, I'm a big sneakerhead. I would be lying if I didn't say Nike and Jordan, but it's like... I mean, they're a classic. Like, you
0: kind of have to.
1: Um, If you could buy something from any brand without, like, not worrying about money or anything, what would it be?
0: Um... I personally really love um, Dior's logo fabric a lot. Um, So I would love to own these like specific, almost like Converse shoes that they've made out of um, the logo. They're blue and almost um, kind of transparent in some of the fabric. So probably that. And I mentioned it earlier that I love Prada shoes in general, but they're specifically... These product platform shoes that remind me of Bratz, like, heels from when I was a kid. And I would die to have those on my feet right now. Like, I want them in every single color, everything. I love them. Um, and I'm trying to find a dupe because I can't afford it. But, like, if I could afford the real ones, my life would change forever. I love them in every way. <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah, there's some pieces that I just just think about, like, ah, oh, I need them. But on the the Dior... Their last um their last show was so crazy. I watched it with my roommate. It was such a such a unique show, and all the all the pieces were super cool.
0: yes, it was I love like um I've always followed high fashion since I was a kid, but I love looking at runways that are just so crazy. you're like how did how did they come up with that like really? how did they <laughs> do that for presenting clothes like how <laughs>
1: Yeah, the um the brand that I would say would be Rick Owens and like their their whole fashion show is so wild. It's just it's like a whole work of art. Like besides the point of the fashion is art, it's like the the fashion show itself is a whole another piece of art.
0: Yeah, and I yeah, I love to see that cuz like fashion is art, like that's what it is. It's a form of art. It's how artists present themselves and like we said earlier, it's how People can show themselves to other people through fashion. But even just like the presentation of it should also be as grand or creative or out of the box as the actual clothing because that's how you're presenting it. So it should also fit the exact same way.
1: Exactly. It's like having a... Well, shooting a commercial and like your background just doesn't match it. It's like, wow, everything should go together. So if the theme of the... Of the whole line is dark, let's have a dark fashion show.
0: Yeah, and if, like, your pieces are inspired by water, incorporate yes. that in some way, like waterfalls or them literally walking on,
1: like, a water runway. Exactly. Exactly. Going back to um, school, what are your goals for this year?
0: I mean, it's kind of a cop-out, but to graduate. <laughs> like a, it's kind a of a goal. cop-out as a senior to say that, but... it's a good goal. Um, to graduate and just... I want to make the most of this year as much as I possibly can, like, both academics and just social-wise, because I'm not the most social person, so, like, doing this, and um, I want to be more active in, like, my sorority that I'm in here, um, so I just want to make the most that I possibly can, because this is my last year of college, and I don't know if I'm doing grad school, so I, that's what I hope. What about you?
1: Kind of the same. I graduate, because I got a little, little extra to do, but... Just make the most of everything around, because it's like last year, kind of still getting my feet wet, didn't really know everything that was going on, but now there's like no reason for me not to be out meeting people, getting in with other groups, just seeing what, what all is going on. I also want to, um, well, going back to the, um, the staff meeting, one of our advisors had a really good quote, and it was, be curious, not judgmental. So, like, about the whole year, uh, re- that really hit me because, like, being judgmental, you don't really look f- into everything how you should. And if you're curious, like, you can really find out a whole lot more about yourself and not even just about what you're curious about. But, like, I think every every situation, you really can learn so much more about yourself. And I think just this year, my goal is to become a better person, um, have great grades, just finish the year strong.
0: I I'm on the complete exact same page as you. Um, on the same like vein of goals, though, what is your goal specifically for our section of the podcast?
1: For our section of the podcast, my goal is for us to just become more comfortable. This is like I said earlier and like she said earlier, this is our first time doing this ever. This is my first time ever like doing a full podcast. We had a teaser last week, but this is our first time, so... My goal is just to get comfortable and kind of make this feel like it's not even a podcast and it's really just a conversation. And another goal is to get out and do some hands-on physical interactions and kind of get to talk to some students. I really want to um, hear from people and see what they want to hear because it's like the podcast is for you guys. Like we want to know what you guys want to hear, what you guys want to know, what you want to what you want us to do some research about and, and talk to you guys about like, it's for you guys to be interactive with us. So my goal is to get out there and actually talk to people and get that feedback.
0: Yeah. I would also love to really go out there and talk to more people, not just on campus, but in the city in general. Um, Cause like we said, like Lexington and like UK is a way more diverse than like you would initially think. Um, And there's just so many populations here that are just all really cool in every single possible way. And there's always something happening on campus, too. So there are so many opportunities, and I would love to do that. I agree with that. All right. Well, this has been the first episode of the fashion part of the Karen L Talks podcast. Thank you.
1: Thank you. And we will see you guys next week.
0: Have a great rest of your day.